Zeke Elliott signing with the New England Patriots. What's it mean to Ramondre Stevenson? What's it mean for Zeke Elliott? What's it mean for the New England Patriots? And does this guy have legs left? Does he have any gas left in the tank? We hit 20K. We hit 20K on the channel. Congratulations to all of you because you helped build this thing. You guys, I work for you. We got J.K. Dobbins news. We got J.T. news. Running back news today. The Fantasy Football Show Breaking News Edition. Emergency live stream edition begins right now. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Smitty is also live whenever news breaks. From the FantasyFootballShow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. Zeke Elliott signing with the New England Patriots has a lot of impact across a lot of different pieces of the fantasy football landscape. Number one is this man right here, Ramondre Stevenson. And I guess to answer this question, we've got to go back and talk about whether this guy's got any gas left in the tank. And I'd say this. I'd say the problem with this situation is that Bill Belichick has been seeking out another big-name running back all offseason long, whether it's been Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cook, Zeke Elliott. Um, they have been substantial big-name players that he wants to bring in. And you got to ask the question, Why? I don't believe they want to replace Ramondre Stevenson, but I don't know what is going on in the mind of Bill Belichick, who doesn't sign DeAndre Hopkins, who gives a whole bunch of money to a, a Devontae Parker, who I think is, I barely, for, I forgot he was in the league, to be honest with you. I, I do this for a living. I do this for a living. I've done this for 20 years. And when uh, Parker signed, I said, oh yeah, I forgot. Parker's in the league. This is a man that's been building two tight end sets since Gronk and Hernandez, and he hasn't been doing it with the right players. I don't know what's going on in the mind of Bill Belichick. And so I can't, with with a, a straight face, say, oh, I know Ramondre's going to be okay because I'm worried about what Bill's doing. I'm worried about it enough to say, I don't know. I, I don't think he's taking his job by any means. Let me just put that out there. This guy's an absolute monster. Uh, PPR uh, machine. This guy is a guy that can score 12, 14 touchdowns. This is a guy that can pull in 60, 70 receptions as a receiving back in the National Football League. Probably one of the best receiving backs, probably top five or six in the National Football League. Um, so I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not extremely concerned. But you got to ask yourself, how many touchdowns is he going to take away? Uh, this is a guy that I believe Bill likes a lot. And this is a guy in Zeke that said he signed there because he wanted to play with Bill Belichick. So something's going on between these two, a little bromance. And so you just have to be a little concerned about like touchdown volume. Not necessarily total yard volume, I don't think. But it's concerning enough that, that Bill's going and getting an, an RB and trying to test the RB market so much and try and bring in a big name. And the other thing that's kind of a little bit concerning is it's not the biggest amount, amount of money in the world, but it certainly feels a little bit more than backup money. Okay, $6 million on a one-year deal, to me, screams a little bit of like, okay, this is not this is a thorn in the side of Ramondre. And I know a lot of Ramondre owners are going to say, um, yeah, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. And to be honest with you, I can understand that. And, and if, if Zeke signed in, 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 let's say, New York, or if Dalvin Cook signs in New York, 
I'm going to feel differently about that than this. And you could, it's fair to say that sounds biased, Mitty. And maybe there's some bias involved, but I, I believe I am very, very capable of separating the bias from the situation. I, I feel like I do a very, very good job of doing that because I've had 20 plus years of practice doing it professionally. So I try not to tie myself to any one thing. I try not to say, oh, I dug my heels in. Um, uh, this is going to go badly. Um, as an example of not digging my heels in, there's hope in, in Las Vegas. There's hope in Las Vegas by O'Connell going out and showing he has what we talked about briefly. Whenever we talk about Jimmy G. Uh, tearing this whole team apart, which I still believe he will do until he's out of the lineup. If he gets raptured by aliens, let's not even call it injury because we don't want any any injury to hit anybody. We don't wish injury upon anybody. But if Jimmy Garoppolo, Garoppolo gets abducted by aliens in week four and he's out of the picture, and, and the one thing I've said is unless they bring in Wentz who can sling it, even though he's a... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline bad quarterback understand what i'm saying Wentz can sling it that's good for that's better for adams than than jimmy is for adams or and i've said this several times or if o'connell's the real deal the rookie comes in and and like is a gem or something and he's got potential is what i thought and now i'm looking at him and he looks to be the real deal now the raiders aren't going to give him a shot right away they're going to run jimmy out there they're paying jimmy a lot of money so there's a lot of room for unraveling on the offensive side of the football defense looks like it's going to play well but this is a preseason game it's backups everybody needs to calm down a little bit but it's it's one of those situations where i'm trying to prove to you that there's always an open door for looking at something and readjusting uh, adjusting and reassessing the situation and I'm telling you right now, if, if Zeke Elliott landed in a New York Jet uniform, it would be an annoyance and I'd feel like it was a thorn in the side. The thing is, it would it would knock Brees Hall's value down, a, 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 not accordingly. It would be an overreaction and a, and a, a total like misappropriation uh, of, of ADP value. You'd see Brees Hall drop into the fourth round cemented and that would be worth the risk of Zeke Elliott being on roster. Now, I don't know that Zeke Elliott's going to move Stevenson all that much. If he fell into the fourth round, it would be a steal. I would take Stevenson in round four with a Zeke Elliott thorn in the side all day long. I just don't know that he's going to have the impact on his ADP as Brees Hall, because Brees Hall's also coming off the ACL. The PUP active list really rubbed people the wrong way. I just don't know how it's going to affect it. But here, NFL Network, Ian Rappaport reports that the Patriots are expected to sign Zeke Elliott to a one-year deal worth six mil. That's kind of a lot of money for a backup at his level, at his stage in the game. This is somebody that's going to take some touches, okay? It's just a matter of how effective is he going to be. And Zeke visited with the Patriots in late July and is now set to join the team, the former Cowboy rushed for 876 yards and 12 touchdowns last season while averaging career-worst 3.8 yards per carry. The former All-Pro has steadily declined over the last few years and averaged an underwhelming 2.0 yards per con- after uh, uh, after contact in his final four games 2022. Zeke signed 
Uh, signing could prove annoying for Ramondre Stevenson drafters. And he'll challenge Stevenson for touches and goal line work in short yardage situations. Elliott's best days are behind him. This is from NBC Sports. Uh, best days are behind him, but he's a touchdown vulture who could provide an occasional top 24 fantasy week. Potentially light workload could make him difficult to trust on a week-to-week basis. This is all very, very true. I, I agree for the most part with the analysis that's going along with this news report. I will just say this. This makes me feel like Bill doesn't fully trust Ramondre, and that's a problem. And so I am ultimately worried about Ramondre. I am ultimately going to tell you that push comes to shove. I'm taking Gibbs over Ramondre. Oh, Smitty! Where's my megaphone when I need it? Goodness gracious, Smitty. Did you just say you take Jameer Gibbs over Ramondre? Yes, I would. And if you got a problem with that, I don't know what to tell you. But that's just the way I feel. My show, my rules... Ramondre Stevenson, I, I I just I like him. I'm not avoiding him, and I'm not I'm not running from him. I'm not calling him a bust, but I would rather have Jameer Gibbs at this point. It feels a little bit a little bit concerning, a little bit concerning. Does he drop into the fourth round for me? No. And if he does, I'll probably buy him. Understand what I'm trying to tell you. The the temperature of this thing is delicate. Okay, you take the temperature from one angle in the third round. I'm feeling like there's a little bit of a fever going on. You take the temperature in the fourth round, feels like good to go. Good to go. Totally different angles and lenses to come at this from. We have to monitor the ADP. The ADP will certainly dictate whether we like Ramondre in 2023 or whether this guy Elliott's going to change the value of Ramondre in 2023 to the point that we don't like it, to the point we don't trust it, to the point that it makes it a problem and a bigger risk than we're willing to take on at 3.4 overall. Now, anybody comes in here and says, Stevenson's fine. He's absolutely fine. You are looking from a biased lens, which is understandable. You own him already. I get it. You love him. You want to draft him. You're you're a prospective owner. You're going to draft him. I get it. I get it. And I don't think this man's taking his job. But will this guy have eight touchdowns instead of 12 or 13? Maybe. Will this guy have maybe 1,200 yards instead of 1,300 on the ground or some some, uh, ratio of like 100 to 200 yards? that he could be lacking. So that's a lot of points when you really think about it. I mean, that that could be, it could it could essentially be 50 to 80 points he loses, fantasy points on the year from this situation right here. And that, that's that's a significant amount of, of, of points. Now, there is a silver lining here. If you already own Ramondre, he's probably pretty easy to grab off of waivers right now. And you could cuff the two and feel pretty comfortable. He's probably pretty easy to trade for. I would imagine unless somebody's going to go, ah, I'm going to hold him over your head now, bro. And you can't get him. I don't know. I mean, Zeke's probably pretty easy to draft an underdog. I don't think Zeke's ADP is going to go through the, the roof on underdog. And I think he probably will fall to like 4.1 or 3.12 or whatever it is. If he falls to the fourth round, again, again, we like him in four if he's cuffed. I just don't know if I run into a situation where Jameer Gibbs is still there at 4.1. I'm taking Jameer Gibbs every time. And I don't care what anybody thinks. I really don't because Jameer Gibbs, we've got science behind it. The science is backing us up. Let me show you, said science, if you haven't seen the Jameer Gibbs science and why I would draft Jameer Gibbs over Stevenson. Here it is. Watch for yourself. Study up. Here is the science and architecture and the digital footprint 
that goes into the, the process of evaluating Jameer Gibbs. But the continuum of the gigawatt component structure of Jameer Gibbs's workload divide has a megawatt offload that if you compartmentalize the component conjunction timekeeper and you flux capacitor out the continuum component megabolt, things just end up happening. And that's why Jameer Gibbs is a top 5 to 10 running back instead of top 6 to 10. This man, Jameer Gibbs, he looks better than Kamara looked coming out of college, more prepared to become Kamara. Schmidt, did you just say Gibbs was more prepared to become Kamara than Alvin Kamara was prepared to become Kamara? <laughs> no! If you didn't know about Jameer Gibbs and the science behind it all, now you know, and now you can get behind it. We've got a couple other pieces of news. First of all, hit that thumb up button. 324 in the building. This show's growing and growing and growing. And it's because of every single one of you moon men out there, you astronauts, you space monsters coming in here and spreading the word, hitting the thumb up button, and we're taking this thing to the moon. Nothing's stopping us now. Nothing's stopping us. Wrong mic. I thought I had the other mic mic'd up. Nothing's stopping us. We're going forward. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, uh, Jim, uh, John Harbaugh said J.K. is 100% healthy. You let me be the judge of that, John. You let me be the judge of that. Okay, this is a guy that's been sitting like, yeah, maybe he's working out, but this is essentially the, the to the likings of a holdout. Very, very similar to a holdout in terms of like, being absent and this new offense being installed by Todd Munkin is not being absorbed by this man. He's not involved. He hasn't been involved. And so there's concern about showing up in mid-August and trying to absorb it all, get your body back in shape. Now, it's better than September 1. Okay, so the, the odds of injury are far less than if he showed up in September than, they, than showing up in mid-August. But the odds of, of injury because you haven't done what you're supposed to be doing is a lot higher in mid-August than it is August 1. It's a progressive uh, ratio of risk. And you could say, oh, that's not a big deal. He'll be fine. But J.K. Dobbins requesting and demanding a, a new contract when he hasn't proven anything yet. I mean, he's on his way to maybe proving it. And that's good. Congratulations, J.K. We're we're proud of you, young man, for potentially putting yourself in a position where you're about to get a big payday if you bring the thunder in 2023. But all of a sudden, you must have had a weird agent get in your ear. I think you might need to look for new uh, representation because your agent whispered in your ear, bro, those two games where you looked pretty much back to form, I think you have the, the you think that warrants a holdout. I think you got something here, bro. Stand up and walk away. Those two games will get you paid, pal. I think his agent misguided him. I, or, or he just thinks, oh, I'm the best thing ever. I can go out and get a big fat contract right now. And the, the, the Baltimore Ravens said, huh? Huh? We're, we're not paying you. We don't. Running backs don't get paid right now, JK. Okay? Here, we'll give you a, a contract, JK. 
<laughs> Just kidding. Get on the field, JK, because you're playing football under your current deal. And that's all there is to say about it, JK. I don't know what made him think this was going to work. I don't know what made him think this was smart. I don't know what made him think this would gain him any momentum whatsoever. It only set him back. It only set him back, and there's a, a higher uh, injury risk attached to him. Again, not as high as it would have been. Would have been if he came back in September, okay? But it's definitely higher than if he had shown up in July or June. So he's been holding in, he's been injured, and now he's 100%. I don't know what to believe, to be honest with you. And as much as I am excited about Najee Harris this year to a degree, to a degree, to his ADP, third, third, fourth round ADP, I'm kind of getting behind that on Najee, right? So I don't mean this on a knock on Najee's 2023 value. But I mean this more of a knock on how the news is given to us in today's sports world, in today's fantasy football world, in today's journalism world. Your boy's a journalist. I'm a journalist. Whether you like it or not out there, uh, Harry the Hater, I'm a journalist. Okay, I went to school for it too. And and I feel like there's a standard, and I'm, I'm an opinion journalist, mind you. There's a standard of providing information to the watching world, the the sports betting world, the the fantasy football world, the viewership, the fan base, and nobody's telling us anything anymore. Like this Najee Harris having a Liz Frank injury after it already happened was garbage and hogwash, and it makes me never trust information coming out of Pittsburgh again because I don't know what the hell's going on. How could we not know that? How could we not be told that he has a Liz Frank injury? Oh, yeah, that's almost out of the way, and he's healed from it. That was garbage. That was garbage. And I feel like we don't know what's really going on with his injury. We don't know what's really going on with JT, which is this other piece of news. Oh, that's not it. Where's my JT news? JT is back, or going to be back, very soon, but because he's you know he's injured, he's still not going to be ready to rumble or anything. This is going to be this is a report where JK's coming back and he's said to be healthy, but JT's coming back and he's coming back to rehab his injuries, his injury, which I believe is dose dose injuries. Colts JT returning to training camp, but remains on the active PUP rehabbing. His foot, which has bothered him since, or his ankle, that's bothered him since last year. Since mid last year, he's still struggling with it. This is the biggest avoid in round two if he's still even there anywhere in fantasy. These two guys are two of the biggest avoids. I'm not necessarily lumping Ramondre into this, but this is kind of almost an avoid running back show. I hate to say that on a on a on a on a day after we hit 20k on YouTube. A day after we hit 20K on YouTube, we have to come in and do a, a negative Nancy show. A little negative Noah show on running backs, on three running backs. Less worried about this man right here going as far away from this situation in JT and the Colts as I can. I'm, I'm hopeful that, that Richardson still can do some good things from a fantasy perspective. And I get the allure of Pittman if you can get him late and not do what you did last year when I said don't do it. I said stay away from this man that people are drafting in the third round. It made me want to throw up in my mouth when I see people drafting Deontay Johnson and Michael Pittman Jr., in the third round, occasionally the late second, uh, uh, an unaware unger or an anxious uh, Angus 
would take him in like the late, late second, like the two, three turn, and I'd vomit in my mouth immediately. And and I'm not saying Pittman's not good. I'm not saying Pittman can't be a good, I don't know, wide receiver three. Okay, like I could get behind that. Or Deontay Johnson, you want to put him as a wide receiver three? So be it. I, I won't anoint you a, a, a fantasy football knight, but I will at least not send you on a lap. But JT in round two, you're running laps for days. You draft JT anywhere, even at the bottom of round two, you are disapproved from this show. You've just been Smitty disapproved. And might I say, not tonight, but tomorrow night, we're drafting on Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. That link is in the description of every single video we have, pal. So you click that and I'll drop it in the live chat right now. Let's drop that link in the live chat right now so everybody can get ready and, and, and get ready to, to draft. And where are we going to take Ramondre Stevenson? Where is he going to fall? Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty has just been dropped in the chat. So hit that link right now. Do it live. Hit it live. Look at this man, Jameer Gibbs. He's still up from yesterday's conversation. And I'm not taking him down. He's staying right where he is. Yeah, during a Ramondre Stevenson and Zeke Elliott live stream, during a JT live stream, we're looking at greatness right here. This is the man I draft. This is the man I take into battle. This is the man that I draft over JT, over Ramondre. I'm sorry, Ramondre. I'm not putting you in the bus category, but I'm drafting this man right here over you. I'm certainly taking him over JT and, of, of course, JK, who's like a six-rounder, right? So that's not even in this conversation, but Gibbs is the man. Gibbs is quite arguably going to be a top five to 10 running back. And I explain the science. I can explain it one more time for the, the 100 people that weren't in here. There is backed science and education and, and really architecture and digital footprint analysis and flux capacitors involved that explain why Jameer Gibbs is a top five to 10 running back. I'm not making this up. I'll show you the science. But the continuum of the gigawatt component structure of Jameer Gibbs's workload divide has a megawatt offload that if you compartmentalize the component conjunction timekeeper and you flux capacitor out the continuum component megabolt, things just end up happening. And that's why Jameer Gibbs is a top 5 to 10 running back instead of top 6 to 10. It's really that simple. It really is. And even when I see comments like this in, in Prime, I'm not trying to pick on you. I, I love you, pal. I want you to know that, that you have a place here no matter what, even if you have a differing opinion. But this this is irrelevant, Prime. Montgomery, believer here, I guess I'm in the minority. Did I once tell you Monty wasn't going to have a decent year? Did I once say at all, Prime, that Monty couldn't have 1,200 yards and eight touchdowns on the ground? Prime, listen to the words coming out of my, my mouth. Okay, uh, this man, Jameer Gibbs, let's go back to it. This man, Jameer Gibbs, and Monty have nothing to do with each other. It's like walking up to a square and, and being worried about the rectangle. It's like walking up to a quarterback in Joe Burrow and saying, I worry about 
the defense uh, scoring more touchdowns than Joe Burrow. This is a completely irrelevant conversation because Monty plays a different role than Gibbs. They don't really even have anything to do with each other in one sense because they're going to run the ball, let's call it 450 times. This man's not even running 180 to 200 times. He doesn't even need half of the rushing attempt volume in Detroit. This is your inverse of Debo Samuel. This is a wide receiver slash running back. No, check that. This is a weapon. His position is W, weapon. Okay, Monty's an RB. This guy's a W. This guy's a W for weapon, a W for win, a W for winner, a W for anything else. We, we can think of wonderment, everything. This man is glory is what he is. And he has really no worries or concerns as do you if you're a Gibbs owner in terms of workload divide. Because not only of the science that I just showed you that's backed by pure genius and mechanism and flux capacitor uh, calculations and angles and and, and, and and tons of different data. Jameer Gibbs, Jameer Gibbs is catching 65, 75 plus receptions. Jameer Gibbs is probably at best running for 800 yards on the ground, 900 yards. I don't think he's even going to be, a, he could be, he could be like a thousand even yard rusher by breaking off long runs. I'm not saying he can't, but he's projected to be workload divide projected to probably be about an 800 900 yard runner now detroit has room for monty and some bro we need monty when i say they don't relate that's not entirely true they relate because you need monty to keep gibbs like defense is complete completely incapable of focusing on him you want Monty in the backfield and Gibbs out wide. You want them on the field at the same time. And when there's reports, and go watch my, my Gibbs video that I have up recently, the number two you know, of five videos, part five-part series, where I talk about there were, four, there were three plays in a row where this beat writer was watching, and he said the first play, Gibbs is lined up in the backfield, was handed the football, he takes it up the gut. The next play, he lines up in the slot, Turns around, catches the football, takes it upfield. The third play, these are all in a row, back to back to back. The third play, he's lined up in the slot, goes in motion, goes back and returns to the backfield, becomes a running back, and they hand the football off to him again. Three straight plays in a row from different positioning on the field at the onset of the play. This means he's being moved all over the place, Prime. He's being moved all over the place. This guy's going to be an absolute monster, and I'm here for it in Prime. I want you to be here for it. Stop talking about Monty. He has nothing to do with it, Prime. It's like talking about night when you're talking about day. It's like talking about day when you're talking about night. It's like talking about, I don't know, anything unrelated. Just throw it out there. Anything that, that makes sense for you. Prime, appreciate you. Um, I don't want Prime to get mad at me. Prime, hey, this is the video series. There's a Bijan, top five running backs, bold style. There's a, there's always an unaware Unger in there. Or uh, a Caleb or a worried William or a petrified Peter that didn't watch the video that comments and goes, I don't know about Bijan, Gibbs, Hall, Pollard, and Walker all being your top five. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. Watch the video. 
It's bold style, baby. And it, it, and two or three of these guys might finish in the top five. And then the other two could be seven and eight or six and eight or maybe six and 25. Maybe one of them gets injured. But these are my 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 top five non-traditional running backs in 2023. Part one is up. Part two is up. And, and video part three, I believe it'll be Pollard. That will be up. Then Hall. Then Walker. Look for those. So the, the Pollard video is inbound soon and shortly. Now, we've got another thing to talk about. Thank you, Prime, for your, your message. And we got to go to the Super Chats real quick. I'm so sorry to my Super Chatters. I, I've been ranting really hardcore. Bryson, are you still here? Bryson dropping a 20-watt on the screen right... Oh, I can't believe I didn't see that yet. Bryson. Alert. Super Chat alert. Bryson, Bryson, you you monster, you. Bryson says, 10-man, I don't care it's a 10-man league, you're still a monster. 10-man redraft, two flex, one QB, T-Law, Russell Wilson, okay, T-Law, amazing. Walker, Sharbs, Stevenson, JK, two of those guys we just talked about, but I'm still not calling Stevenson a bust, I'm just saying try and get Zeke Elliott, he might be on waivers. Uh, and I haven't got to the rest of your question yet. Maybe that talks about it. Stevenson, J.K. Walker is still a very good running back staple. Brees Hall, Najee Harris. What are we doing here? What are we doing? How many are the other three? Are the other three grandmas upset in your four-man league that you have this team, Bryson? Uh, Garrett Wilson, Alave, Drake, London, Pittman, Tony Dodson. Dod- Look at your garbage wide receiver Dodson just sitting there on the bench. Can't even get in the lineup. He can't even get playing time. He's a wide receiver one. Hawkinson. I think it's great. I think the other three people in your league are probably pretty pissed off right now, is what I think, Bryson. Congratulations. Your team is uh, moon. moonbound. Okay. So that we got that that pat on the back out of the way. Phenomenal. And thanks again for the $20 holler. Even with the whole Zeke Elliott thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Bryson. Even with the whole Zeke Elliott thing, you will survive. <laughs> you will survive. But, Bryson, why don't we use the J.K. Dobbins and Stevenson situation... And maybe upgrade, potentially, the London or Pittman or Dodson off the touchdown, because I, I do think he's going to be amazing, or potentially the Stevenson or the quarterback situation. Let's upgrade something. Let's upgrade T-Law into Hertz. Let's upgrade T-Law into Fields. Uh, and you don't have to do that. I'd almost rather keep T-Law and bank on him having a top four or five quarterback season and try and upgrade Stevenson using J.K. Stevenson, J.K., and I don't know, Pittman? You know, go get go get go get a Gibbs, go get a Bijan. You get Gibby right now using Stevenson and throw JK in to say JK Dobbins, he's healthy. Use the news to your advantage. Bryson, you get Steve I give up Stevenson and JK for Gibbs. You're in a world where you can overpay. You can overpay to get this done. And I don't care what what Ramondre fan out there is gonna come in and say Smitty's crazy when he says trade Ramondre straight up for Gibbs, let alone give JK. I'd do it. Ask for more. I mean, always try and get more Bijan. Try and get Bijan. Try and get, uh, uh, I don't know. Try and get uh, an upgrade from London using JK into uh, St. Brown. Like, those are the directions that I would go, and I'd do it live. Do it live. Alex with a $5 hauler says, 12-man, 1QB. Uh, my team is T-Law, Bijan, Gibbs, Brees Hall. That's a phenomenal team. Any trade ideas for wide receiver? Uh, T-Law, same situation. Bijan Gibbs, Brees, I leave that alone. Javante, I probably want to keep that, but you could trade Javante 
A-Chain, Garrett Wilson, Hopkins. I don't think you need to do anything. you got great wide receivers. What you'll want to wait, wait on is Javante to gain enough value for maybe you to trade him for a struggling player that, that you love. Like, example, St. Brown goes out in week one, which he won't. <laughs> which he won't. He's going to go nuts. He's going to go bonkers in week one. But let's say we live in a world where St. Brown goes out and has a, a struggle bus week one and week two. Maybe maybe not struggle bus, but maybe he gets 80 yards, no touchdowns, 70 yards, no touchdowns. Now he's kind of touchable in terms of a trade. So maybe Javante goes out and has 110 and a touchdown. You'll be surprised at what one or two weeks can do. Your team is not built to trade now. Your team is a wait and see, make a trade after week one. And when we do our buy low, sell high show, that's where we're going to flip things for you, Alex. I'm waiting if I'm you. There's no reason to make a trade before values have increased or decreased or anything like that. 20K says, Terry Roberts, appreciate your super chat. Garrett dropping. Thank you, Terry. Appreciate you modding all these years, too. Uh, congrats on the 20K. Thank you, Garrett. Appreciate your $2 hauler, Garrett. Uh, tr- uh, uh, Carter Rowe says, rate my team in an eight-man half PPR league. Um, he says, three uh, th- uh, PPR, three wide receivers, uh, QB Joe Burrow, wide receiver Chase, Wilson, Ridley, Barkley, Walker, uh, I think this is eight man. I mean, this is what you traditionally expect to get in an eight man and you crush it. So I don't think you did anything wrong. I'm not trying to downplay it, but it is an eight man league. This is, this is what you call not botching it. You did great. You got Burrow, you got Chase, you got Wilson, you got Ridley. You couldn't have done any better. Like every time you're on the clock, you made the right pick and then the values eventually, even in an eight man league run out. So you did, you did flawless, a flawless execution of, of taking the best advantage of an eight-man as you can. The problem with an eight-man is everybody's team is absolutely phenomenal. So I can't sit here and anoint you the winner because in an eight-man league, there probably are four teams that look exactly as powerful as yours. But your team's phenomenal, and you're definitely in the top five. Angus A. Superch at $1.99 from Angus A. Smitty, it's Angus. Thank you, Angus, for your usual shout-out to yourself. Appreciate you, Angus, being here. Uh, neighbors come, coming in strong. Neighbors, I haven't seen a super chat from you in a while, and I haven't seen your face in a while, so this is a very nice surprise. $10 hauler gets a moonshot. To the moon. Uh, I gotta say, it's nice to see your face, bro. A 10-man league PPR, I was picked seven. Got Herbert, Pollard, Brees, Cup, Alave, Pitts, Flexes, Mike Evans, Rashad White. It's good. Um, if I had to make any moves, it would probably be trying to god i'm worried about cup and i don't know that you can trade him right now uh, you know maybe i bank on another i don't know if like a conco is out there kincaid is out there do you have, you have kincaid i don't know if a conco is out there to pair with him cole commit to pair with him and maybe bank on that that lower ranked tight end and try and trade kyle pitts you know to upgrade potentially i mean i'd, I'd honestly upgrade i know you guys love herbert but i would trade herbert into a Hertz or a Mahomes, or I would trade potentially using Kyle Pitts. I would try and upgrade my Mike Evans into a St. Brown, you know, or a Gibbs if you want to go cross position. Those are the only things that come to mind. You have a very, very good team. That's how I would probably start things off at least. Marco with the $10 hauler. To the moon. $10 hauler gets a, a moonshot. Uh, Parker, Parker Mayo. They say, Park, what did I say, Parker? Parker says, I have a, a my draft in two hours. I have the third pick, 12 PPR, and a 12-team PPR. Plan on taking Chase at number three. Who do you think are the good players at the turn? I believe Pollard, Wilson, St. Brown will all be gone. Um, 
Yeah, I mean that that would that would be the grouping that you want, right? And if you take Chase, I think Pollard could float above those other guys in that scenario. Although you're drafting Pollard and Garrett Wilson ahead of, I'm sorry, you're drafting Garrett Wilson and St. Brown ahead of Pollard, so you could argue that the best player available is still the receiver if they're there. But if both if these guys are gone, I would say you know it's gonna be tough, bro. I mean Chubb's there sometimes. And that's not bad. I don't. I don't like absolutely love it, but it's good. It's really good. It's really good value. Some say Chubb is a first rounder, so I don't think it's bad at all. Barkley won't be there most likely. You could always go quarterback. You could go Mahomes or, or Hurts if you just don't like the fall. My advice to going early quarterback is to do it and execute it on Hurts or Mahomes when you're literally staring at the player pool and you go, "I don't like it." I'm forcing myself to take a player that I don't even like than just take the, the player that can outscore everybody in the National Football League. So that's where I would go. But I do love Fields. I do love T-Lai. I do love Burrow. And I don't mind the Burrow stack, even though it doesn't help you in redraft necessarily. But we love the Burrow stack. The stack above all stacks. It's time to drop the pancake emojis in the live chat. Drop, drop the pancake emoji. So would I prefer prefer you wait on a quarterback and get Burrow out of steel? Sure. Is Gibbs too early for you? Probably. Um, what about Brees Hall, then Gibbs? Chase, Brees Hall, Gibbs, or or Chase. Um, yeah, bro. I mean, Alave, but Alave's been dropping. He's been a third rounder the last couple of weeks because people are worried about Mike Thomas catching a pass. <laughs> So, I don't know, bro. That I just have to know who's on the board. I I kind of believe you're gonna get one of those guys, though. I really I really do think you're gonna see one of those guys. But if not, I think quarterback's not crazy, and I think you know Gibbs is a little early. Uh, but you just have to look at the rank. If he's down there to where he's easily gonna last your third drafted player, don't don't push Gibbs there. Let's not push Gibbs into round two until we have to. Eighty six a pick, nine ninety nine holler the moon no question attached i imagine you asked something i'll go search for it in a little bit thank you for dropping that in the final super chat before i play our new scene our new animation our new garrett wilson and st brown animation i might add a 10-man league by this guy nick who gets this moonshot monster you moonshot man you uh he says one qb ppr 10 man qb t law bryce young lance uh get rid of lance Brees, hall barkley sanders zeke charbonnet Roshan, Tank, Jamar Chase, St. Brown, Olave. It's a great squad, though. I, I like it a lot. The only thing I'm looking to do, my guy, is potentially, 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 potentially maybe move Sanders on the high. Because I don't know. I, I'm not saying he can't maintain his value, my, my broski. But I, I just don't know what I feel, how I feel about Sanders on the long term and he's got high value so like i love your receivers don't touch the three receivers but maybe you trade in joku and miles sanders for uh you know uh, uh an andrews or maybe you trade miles sanders and t law for a hertz or a mahomes or a quarterback bump maybe you take barkley and turn him into Bijan using miles sanders maybe you could turn miles sanders into gibbs by Throwing in a mere Quentin Johnson or some sort of other player, I don't know. Go to the uh, Ramondre Stevenson owner. I would would be one of my first things and see what he has that could be a baby little baby bump for you. 
and and do some sort of Zeke. Hey, I'll send you Zeke Elliott and Miles Sanders for, and maybe he's got Gibbs and he's desperate, you know, because some people will literally go to the ends of the earth to cuff their players. Those are things I would look at, but I think Miles Sanders could upgrade your quarterback play. Even though I love I love T Law, I love him, but I when I look at a team like this, where is where can you overload somewhere? If you had Mahomes, St. Brown, Jamar Chase, Alave, Brees Hall, Barkley, it's like game over. You know, I'm not saying that T Law isn't amazing, but there's opportunity to upgrade that. There still is, there always will be until you get to the top of the top. To the moon. Another ten dollar hauler from uh from Bailey. Bailey dropping the the wad on screen. Uh, I don't know what we're doing there in that photo. But uh, I'm in a 10-man PPR redraft league on the 2-3 turn. Would you take one of Hertz, Allen, and Mahomes if, and Mar- with Mark Andrews on the, on the, uh, or take Gibbs with Andrews? Um, I don't like taking an early Andrews with an early quarterback. I think that could put you in a, in a pickle. I think when you look at things after, you're like, boy, now I'm chasing running back. Now I'm chasing wide receiver with that double quarterback and early tight ends you know situation you're putting at your doorstep I would take Gibbs I would take Gibbs I would take Fields or Burrow later and then you have the same thing but even better um, I don't know that I would take Andrews it depends who else is on the board at uh, the 2-3 turn I don't traditionally take Mark Andrews at the 2-3 turn personally but that you know do what you do what works for you and if you build well that way then you want to do what works for you so make sure you don't listen to anybody else. Just use my advice as a, a push over the fence. Now, I've got news for you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all for the Super Chats. Keep them coming in. I'll answer them as soon as they come in. i got news for you. There's a there's a new little thing we call Upper Decker. Upper Decker. And the Upper Decker here on the Fantasy Football Show is when you grab St. Brown and Garrett Wilson. There are other wide receivers that you could throw into this mix, but... Really, we're only going to potentially tag it to these two players. This is called the Upper Decker. And it's the new little scene and animation that we have for St. Brown and Mr. Garrett Wilson. Enjoy. The Double Decker, pronounced Double Decker in academic circles, is drafting both among the St. Brown Garrett Wilson back to back in round. Hold on. I got I to gotta get, get a blank scene here. I'm, I'm, I, I apologize. I apologize. Um, I got so many overlays over it. You can't even see. You can't even see. How are you supposed to see? How are you supposed to see? Um, Hold on a second. Okay. Here we go. I apologize. And it's not called the upper decker. It's the double decker. I get it right, Smitty. Double decker. Here it goes. Double decker go. Drop a double. The double decker. Pronounced Double Decker in academic circles, is drafting both among the St. Brown, Garrett Wilson back to back in rounds one and two, the Double Decker. Go get Double Deckered. Go get Double Deckered. Uh, 420 people in here, 157 likes, smash that button. Let's hit that one more time. The Double Decker, pronounced Double Decker in academic circles, is drafting both among the St. Brown, Garrett Wilson back-to-back in rounds one and two, the double-decker. Go get double-deckered and do it live. Terry Roberts dropping a super chat, says have one of my redrafts in t- 10 team tonight. Terry, go go smash it. Um, be patient, uh, but use that ADP, that suggested rank. 
um, to really uh, to really smash. So the the double decker is that the upper decker. <laughs> we got we got the upper decker coming too. The upper decker is when you take St. Brown and Garrett Wilson with your first two picks, and then you come back with Gibbs, Walker, and and Fields. That's called the upper decker. That's the upper decker. That's where you have the 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 five players that absolutely smash smash. The Duble Decker, the Duble Decker, the Upper Decker. Go get Upper Deckered. Okay? Okay? You hear me? You heard? Uh, let's open the phone lines real quick and then uh, we're, we'll be back later. Don't you worry. We're live, we're live Monday through Friday. Um, every single Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. And we're live whenever news breaks. So don't worry about that. Uh, we'll be back. We'll be back. But let's open up these phone lines and see what some of you were thinking about Ramondre. And uh, do it live. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. And the phone line here in August is presented by Double D. DW, who's dropped a $70 super chat, and he's also gifted 250 memberships in August. So he is the sponsor of the phone line for the month so far until somebody knocks him off. Someone drops a, an $80 or $100 super chat right now. They've replaced DW on that left side of the screen. And I don't think anybody's going to beat DW and and TMT with their 250 gifted memberships, but, uh, you know, by all means, try. And this video, part part three, is coming soon. So hit me on the phone line. Catch me outside. Let's uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about the Zeke Elliott, Ramondre Stevenson situation. Also, JT in the news, like I mentioned, JT uh, returning to training camp, but will be uh, basically rehabbing, rehabbing as he's on the active PUP, and he's still hampered. And I think he's got two injuries. JT is like the biggest avoid, the biggest avoid. Um, dial into the show real quick, and let's take a couple phone calls. Sun God doing it live for this spot. I mean, why not? Do what you want. Do what you want. Don't let anybody tell you you can't draft St. Brown at like 7 overall. Five's a little early. I think I take Bijan, bro. Bijan will be there. But, I mean, bro, it is what it is. Uh, scared Scott. Uh, scared Scott Fitz here dialing in. What's up, Scared Scott and Fitzy? Let me go to Scared Scott first. Uh, what are you scared about today, Scared Scott? Well, sorry, I haven't called for a couple of weeks. I had a life event that kicked me in the nuts. Oh, you hope. And hope, I just hope, haven't felt like talking. Hope, hope everything's but, uh, okay. Hope, hope everything's okay. You okay? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got a psych degree. I got a psych degree. Don't worry. It's only. It's, I'll get that. It's only me and you on the phone line. Don't worry about it. You can you can confide confide in me. Exactly. <laughs> There's only the, four, uh, 432 people hearing you right now. But okay, go ahead. What's what's scaring you right now? What's scaring you right now? What's scaring is that in one of my redrafts, some idiot for some reason dropped Josh Jacobs last week, <laughs> and uh, uh, so he got 500 fast. In it. And right now it goes through on Wednesday, so I put in for three fifty one. Can let me ask you a question, Scared Scott. Let me ask you a question, Scared Scott. Can you pick? Can, can you pick up players for free if you run out of fab? Yes. Okay, so why are you scared to throw down your entire fab and do a full what we call a full load drop here on the channel? Full load drop is required here. Initiate full load drop. Full load drop? For, of course. 
Jacobs? Scared, scared Scott. If you took if you took Jacobs into any, and this is coming from somebody that's petrified of Jacobs because of his situation and everything, but if if you drop a player that some people, even if it's for trade purposes, some people deem as a, you know, second to third rounder if he's out there, and you don't pick him up on the even chance you can trade him. That's, I mean, what what better free agent will you ever see? If you can pick up people for free after you run out of money, you need to initiate full load droppage. Initiate full load drop. Okay. Uh, I mean, That's what I'll do then. Don't, don't you agree that someone else is going to probably do that? Or, 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 I, I don't know. Uh, ha- I was thinking 351 was massive. I'm has not in- sure I've seen that. That any of these leagues, but well, okay. Uh, so so let me let me say this. Let me let me let me back up a little bit because I don't know who you're playing with. You could be playing with the eight eight grandmas or seven other grandmas, and they may not even know how to work. You know their flip phones. They might not even be able to log in to make a bid. But but what I would say is that if you've never seen somebody go to the max like on somebody. I, maybe maybe you don't. You're taking a risk, but like if it was me and I could pick up Jacobs and trade him or just use him, like even even me, even Mister Skeptical of Josh Jacobs this year would be like, this is the best pickup I could ever come across. So I'm gonna drop the full wo- load drop on him. I I don't I don't understand how you wouldn't. Let me see if anybody in here is saying that they wouldn't. And let me put this caller on hold here. Uh, four four oh five caller. Who is this, and where are you calling from? This is Nick calling from Alabama. Okay, Nick, I'm going to put you on hold here. Um, the phone lines are are pretty full right now, so just hang tight, Nick. Don't I'm not ignoring you, but it's going to be a, a minute. Just hang tight. I'll try and cycle through. Uh, does anybody in the in the live chat think that they wouldn't do a full load droppage on Josh Jacobs? Uh, in this situation, it's cr- it's cr- crazy to me to not do it. It's crazy. I can't I can't watch and talk to you, so let me know what they're saying. Okay, yeah, I've, I yeah, I'll let you know. Um, drop load, dark matter in space. Garrett Wilson to Mars. That's not helpful, Hunter. Um, the person who dropped Jacobs must be an idiot, says Goose. Uh, those leagues are dumb. Yeah. AF. I would drop everything, says Turner. Uh, let's go over to Fitzy real quick. Uh, and I can't believe they did that. I know. So if you can't do it, I, I would drop 100%, but that's me. You got to drop that load, says the Ryan. He says drop it. Initiate full load drop. You got to. In my opinion, you got to. Thank you, bro. All right, hey, scared Scott. First of all, are you okay? Are you okay, bro? You know, as much as I give you a hard time, you're you're an important person to me and the show. Are you okay? No, no, this this is pretty fucked up. Okay. I, uh, uh, the girl I've been I've been going through a divorce for uh, a long time. Sorry, man. Somebody during that, and we've been together a year and a half, and she decided to tell me after I moved to Florida. That she's a fucking swinger. Oh, let's not go there. Let's not go here on the channel. This is a family show, but, <laughs> but um, that is uh, that would rock someone's world in the wrong way. I think most people. 
Scott, I'm sorry. I have a psych degree. I don't know that I've been fully trained for this part, but I I am here for you. <laughs> I I don't know I'm fully trained for this particular segment. I've got my I haven't used my psych degree in a while. Uh, maybe my journalism. No, that won't help either. <laughs> I, uh, Scott. I'm sorry, and you got a family. Yeah. You got a family here, and as much as I yell at you, and as hard as I am on you, I want you to know you always have a home here. You always have a place here, and uh, we're not gonna stab you in the back. Okay, you, you hear? You hear me? Yeah, I can. Take care, Smitty. I'm you, gonna jump off. Hey, you hear me though? We're not. We're gonna be here for you. Okay. We're here. I hear you. Thanks. Okay. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate you. Man, that's rough. I know nobody poke fun at Scott right now because Scott is going through something serious, and I think Scott needs our support, not any laughter. Um, but man, that, that's a, that's a tough hang, hang in there, guys. Can you please shower Scott with encouragement in the chat? Um, can everybody drop like a prayer emoji for Scott because that's brutal. That's brutal, especially if he moved for for that individual. Uh, Fitzy, you're live. Hey, Smitty. Uh, so I was going to ask you about my 10-man uh, league. Uh, yeah. I have the second pick, and somebody wants to trade uh, for the second pick a fourth round or a second round and a fourth round pick. A second round and a fourth round? Bro, we talk about this all the time. So you have the number what? But the thing is, the thing is, I have to, uh, the number two pick, but they want the, my eighth round pick, too. Uh, you know what I would do is I would probably play hardball with them. And say, uh, this is what I always do. This is the psychological tactic that I would use. Now, first of all, let's talk about whether it's worth it doing the two for one. So we talk about this all the time on, on, on the show that I would even trade JJ away. Who's that, that first rounder? Well, I was going to take Jamar at two anyway, okay. but if yeah, JJ yeah. was there. I just use JJ because most people say that. I, I agree with yeah. you. So in a second round pick and a fourth round pick, and this is like a word. But, but what complicates it is he has the third pick, so I get a late second round and a late fourth round, and he would get two back-to-back picks in two and three. So he could get Jamar and Jefferson if the guy takes CMC, for example. Is it very feasible to get, let's say, Gibson Fields? I think I think maybe with his late fourth rounder, because it would be the. The eighth pick in the fourth round, I could probably get Gibbs there. If not Gibbs, Walker. No, I'm saying even. And then I was gonna take, and then I was gonna take Fields at the at the turn and get him at five. Yeah, but I'm saying like in the worst case scenario with the the late second round pick, you could even have Gibbs in the late fourth. You get Fields. I'm just saying that at the end of the day, am I taking this combo for just JJ? Yes. You throw the eighth rounder in. Guess what you're doing, bro? You're in. You're inter, You're injecting a potential. Uh, uh, George Pickens. And then you ask yeah. me the question, should I trade JJ and Pickens for for Gibbs and Fields? Then it becomes a whole different conversation. So if you do this straight up, I don't mind it. I'm not saying you have to take Gibbs there. I'm just merely like telling you in a worst case scenario, like if this was even a third rounder, it was Gibbs and Fields guaranteed, I would take that over JJ or Chase or whatever. So I like the idea and the concept, but you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't do it by throwing in the yeah, eighth I round can't. Pick. That eighth round so, pick is like the difference maker. So here, here's the here's the the psychology angle. 
You you decline it. Is it up there right now? Did he offer it? It's sitting there. Yeah. You decline it and you counter offer with the two for one, and you say, "I'm leaving this up for like five minutes. I think I'm an idiot for doing this, and I'm you got five minutes, and I'm done with this conversation because Chase is my or whoever you think he wants. You could say he's my guy." I'm done. You know, just make it look like you're in a panic. I'm taking this down in five minutes because I shouldn't even be offering this. Just make them feel like pressured to do it, and then and then he can do it. I don't necessarily think you have to do it either, though. Tyler, call back in, and I'll I'll get you on real quick. Uh, I do like the idea. Like maybe I could get Wilson with that late second round pick. He has, yeah, yeah. And then you get know, like Tony Pollard and then Gibbs. Yeah, and I'm like, not you saying could walk out of there with Wilson, right? Uh, Pollard and Gibbs. That's pretty good. And then you get Fields at the turn. Right. Okay. All right, Next uh, Tylee says, uh, you can all see my comments or am I, am I banned? Why would we ban you? You're, you're a national treasure. <laughs> you have, this, you have this, this tape on Joe Burrow that you say his film, not, not like off the field tape, this film that your high school coach has analyzed and said that if this film got out, Joe Burrow would be done. We're still waiting for it, Tylee. You seem to think Joe Burrow is on the verge of being figured out based on your high school Football coach, we can't wait for it. <laughs> Russian collusion, says Smitty Springer show. Uh, yeah, it's that's it, cr- crazy news. Everybody, keep dropping the prayer emojis for Scott and what he's going through. That is a rough situation for him to be going through. Terry, thank you for for dropping your super chat. Uh, Just Sherman dropped a, a super chat here. Um, Tyler, hang tight. I'm going to put you on hold here. Russian collusion, thank you for your super chat. And uh, Davis dropping a super chat real quick. Hey, Smitty, I'm in a 10-team PPR league. I was pick four, got Fields, Javante, Brees Hall, J.J., Amon Ra, Wilson, Kittle. Man, that's crazy in a 10-team. That's still very, very good. Uh, what do you think? Any moves? Moves for me? You're not moving Fields. You're not moving Brees or Javante. You're not moving uh, J.J. or Amon Ra or Garrett Wilson. Uh, Kittle's fun to trade and then go after a, a, another tight end that you like a little bit, you know, more on the low key, and then you can maybe make some moves. But I don't know. I I, I guess you could you could try and get like a like I would try and get a Gibbs using J.K. and Kittle. I would try and use. I'd literally give J.K. Pitt Pittman and Kittle for just Gibbs, and then pick up a Conquos and and Kincaids and and players like that if you can still grab them. But that's the only move that I would see because you grabbed a lot of guys I like. So in your situation, you're also kind of a wait and see. I don't know that I do much before week one unless you can just upgrade one of those guys. But I don't really want you trading most of those guys. Thank you, Collusion, for your super chat. Jeff Sherman dropping his says, O'Connell grabbed him in my Dynasty League. As you should. He looks really good. And Davis for the $10 hauler. To the moonshot. Appreciate you dropping that. Yeah, again, looking at your team. Um... Uh, you know, I just I I think I like it so much. Kittle is the only player. Kittle and J.K. are the only players I want to necessary I, I, that I would potentially want to trade just on the high, and, and try and get another player that I can rotate through. Like Gibbs would be amazing and a perfect fit. Kenneth Walker, I would trade J.K. and Kittle for Kenneth Walker. See if he can get a tight end thrown back. But you know, see if Kincaid and Conquo are out there. Cole Komet's another player you could you could throw in there. Those are those are great uh, ideas, I think, for that specific team. Turner dropping a five dollar holler says start two. I have Josh Allen, and do I trade Fields for Watson and Mark Andrews? Two QB. Uh, no, I don't. I think Fields Watson's a second round quarterback in two QB for me. Andrews is a third to fourth round pick in a two QB league, and Fields is a top one to five overall pick. So I'm going to say Smitty disapprove that. 
Not everybody would agree because some people love Deshaun Watson that much, but I think Fields is that big of a difference maker. I'm going to say no on that. Let me hit the phone line real quickly and say, Nick, you have, uh, I don't want to say you have 10 seconds, but I do need to jump here. So, Nick, can you ask me your question yeah. as quick as you can? appreciate you, by the way. Yeah. Thanks, Smitty. Um, so, you looked at my chat earlier. One was Saquon, Brees Hall, Miles Sanders, I was wondering because Brees Hall is sort of iffy right now, and he's my, my go-to second running back slot right now. And then other than that, my other options, Miles Sanders, Samaje, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, like I'm not feeling too good about any of them. Is there anything I should be doing to try to get somebody more solid, or am I in a good spot there? Um, I, I, I believe that... Available for the first couple of weeks. It's sort of hard to tell right now. I mean, I think he will be. I don't think there's anything unless there's a setback of some kind. I mean, he's right. running 23 miles per hour, man. You know, he, he him and Javante. Keep in mind, we still have a lot of time. We we don't have a we don't have a full month anymore. But like, we literally still have like the makings uh, majority of like a month left in in a sense. Like opening opening Sunday yeah. is what the 12th or 11th, 12th. So. We, we almost have a full month still to go. So if he's running 23 miles per hour weeks and weeks ago, I just think you're going to get great yeah. news very soon and you're not going to be in trouble. I'm not making any weird moves unless you're getting Gibbs or right. Pollard. And or, with the Magic Piran on my bench, I don't know. I don't even know at this point, is there any value of me even having him anymore? Uh, yeah. Of, yeah. I, I mean, he's got some value, but it depends on who you can pick up. I'd rather have Deuce Vaughn. I mean, yeah. he's, he's exciting. He's exciting, man. He's a guy we've been talking about for a while, and everyone's like, he's too small. He's five foot five. Well, you know what? He's making waves. He's making waves. Uh, money. Would rather have him on your bench than, than Pierre? Yeah, I would. I would. I'd rather have, right. I'd rather have Deuce Vaughn dropping deuces on my bench than P. Ryan. Absolutely. Sounds good. But that's me. I, you know, some people might think I'm crazy, Nick. I, I get called crazy every day. Well, crazy makes a change. That's right. All right, hey Nick, appreciate you, pal. Thank you. All right, later. Uh, real quickly before I go to, to Marsman Rockout, who's been waiting, I didn't even realize he was there. I'm sorry, Marsman. You, you, Marsman Rockout, you get to jump ahead of everybody. The the, the ten dollar hauler here from Money Mitch draft uh, swap seventh draft slot for the second to grab Bichon. Um, Keeper League JJ Jamar Chase. Swap seventh to the yeah I would I would take if in a keeper format I I mean you may not even have to move up but I would do it to be safe because I want Bijan that bad in a keeper setting and to the thank moon. you for the ten dollar hauler but absolutely uh, Russian collusion dropping a twenty watt on screen Russian my man the myth the legend alert super chat alert. Collusion dropping a 20 spot says, Smitty, did we have positive news today for one of our moon men? Uh, running back Zach uh, Martin signed deal. Go Pollard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, pa Pollard. Pollard not having Zeke return is one positive thing. Pa Pollard's an absolute monster. He's a moon man. The moon man dropping loads in outer space. And there's just been nothing but amazing news for Pollard all offseason long. Space Moses. He's been he's been working hard. There's all this footage. I have I have one of the videos on my Instagram where he's just 
hitting a machine where he's like it's right, it's like on his shoulders and he's just jumping and just putting all this force into his leg. His legs 100. percent Pollard could be a top one to five running back. I, I don't even want to say like leave the one out. Like if anybody thinks Pollard can't be a one to who's eating Cheetos on the phone right now? What is that? Is, is that Avi? Who is that? It's, you don't you don't uh, you don't have to be uh, ashamed of what you're doing. I just want to know who it is. Is that Nick? That was me, Smitty. Caesar from Boston. What are you eating? Cheetos? Doritos? A burrito. A burrito. A burrito. Bro, you're digging into that. Is your beer is I'll, your beard be dragging that. against the tinfoil? <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it was. I was closing up the tinfoil because I just unwrapped the burrito. It's like a a ASMR or whatever the hell that is. We're, we'll we'll have uh, we'll have <laughs> Nick eating a burrito. Uh, in the corner of the show every time. That'll be, that'll be, that'll be uh, some people are into that. All right. Hey, no problem, Nick. Just hang tight. Keep eating. Keep munching away. Um, let's see here. Russian collusion. Yes, Pollard to the moon. If anybody thinks Pollard can't be a top one to five quarterback, get ready. Get ready. Buckle up. He's got that much potential. He's the most efficient running back in the National Football League, believe it or not. People don't think he's going to hold up. He's bigger than Bijan. He's six foot, 209 pounds. He's bigger than Bijan. So let's stop talking about him not being uh, capable of, of being uh, an absolute, you know, machine. Uh, thank you, Collusion, for dropping that $20 hauler on screen. You are you are the man. Um, so glad to have a Collusion a part of this community. Ty Lee uh, in the building, everybody. Um, Ty Lee, if you got that film on Joe Burrow, please let us know. Uh, five. We, we want to prepare. We want to lead time on when Joe Burrow collapses because of this. Your, your high school coach figuring him out with the film you say he has. that He's waiting for the right time to release it, apparently. That's what Ty Lee says. So we just want a little lead time on Joe Burrow's demise. Um, who should I keep? Pierce for a ninth, St. Brown for a fifth, Fields for a 15th. I'll sub the third pick in the draft. Fields for 15th for Fields. He's easy call. Absolute smash. Um, Fields is going to climb into next year. He's going to probably be a, a, you know, a second round player. So that'll be great for you next year. $20 hauler right here from, from uh, Atwell. Alert. Super chat alert. Alert. Super chat alert. Okay, um, let's see here. Isaac dropping a 199. Appreciate you, Isaac. I don't see a message attached to that, but I'll, I'll, I will try and search for that at the very end of the show to see if there's a question you had. Atwell said, Smitty, haven't heard you discuss Lamb much this year. Are you, uh, where are you on him? Also, do we like ETN or do you, are you fading him a bit this year? I, great question. Uh, Atwell, I love both of them. I don't know that I love Lamb when St. Brown, Amon Ra, and Bijan are on the board. And I traditionally get one of those guys when Lamb is a choice. And that's why I don't draft him. I think shifting over to a more run heavy attack concerns me a little bit and not knowing how the passing game is going to look and the fact that freaking Dak has looked pretty bad this offseason but he's going against one of the best defenses in in football week in and week out so that's good and and I think that there's a chance that that makes him better and everything but I don't know part of me is just wondering if there's going to be a lot of like missteps as they try and go this McCarthy way, McCarthy calm plays, McCarthy trying to change things that have worked. They've been a potent top five offense for years, and now they're going to shift a little bit. Concerns me enough to say, okay, there's concern with Pollard, but they are going to run more. 
you know, so that's the only red flag for Pollard. I'm not worried about his health. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not worried about him not handling the workload. So, um, yeah. But but as for ETN, in the third or fourth round, fourth round, he's gold. In the third round, he's medium risk, high reward. Or even maybe maybe uh-huh. even like equal, equal uh, the, the scale of risk and reward is not, you know, on one side or the other. It's dead even, which means he's a guy you don't draft in every league. But he's a guy you you want at least in one league because his reward is massive. He's just his risk is not you know the lowest because, I you know running back by committee threat Tank Bigsby could vulture touchdowns. All we need is Etn to catch passes, and I do believe his second year in the offense because he didn't play at all his rookie year. So that was really his first year last year. He's kind of a rookie and is a new system for everybody. It was a reset year for everybody. I think he learned pass protection for the system. I think he's going to get thrown the football. We've heard him catching everything thrown to him in practice uh, over the off season. So every indication is they're throwing him the ball and he's one of the most efficient running backs in the national football league. He's kind of like Pollard in that way. So I love ETN at late third, Love him in fourth, but I'd say I like him a lot at late third. Love him in the fourth, and I absolutely am drafting you know tons of shares of him. It just depends on where I can get him, where I can steal him away. All right, I got to cycle through the phone line because I do got to run, and I'll be back for the, the APM show. Rock out. What's up, my guy? What's up? I noticed you'd be taking Kelsey at seven. What's your strategy for your second and third round pick? Are you stacking him with Mahomes? Or are you going to run it back or receiver? Um, I don't mind going Mahomes, but I definitely feel like Kelsey going going Kelsey in round one this year is amazing. I got a video on it. Why it's like, aside from Bijan, it's probably one of the best ways to draft this year, and I'm going to have a video on that. Uh, I kind of tend to think that if you can get away with still going the route of fields, and Joe Burrow or T-Law, you're in a better position, especially because you won't be chasing the other positions. If you go quarterback, then you're really kind of behind on, on wide receiver and running back. So I'm going to say don't yep. do that because it's not best ball, right? So it doesn't matter unless it's best ball. If it's best ball, I, I do uh, 50% of that approach I stack to Mahomes. The other 50%, I try and go late, later later early quarterback is what we call it. <laughs> so Burrow or Fields, later early quarterback, and that's better. Um, all right, hey, uh, rock out. Any final thoughts? I got to run. Anything else? Uh, that's it. I'll, I'll catch you later. Hey, call, call in tonight's show, and I'm sorry I made you wait. You're a, you're a Mars man, and you don't wait for anybody, so that's my fault on that one. Tonight I'm going to throw you back right onto the phone line at 8 p.m., so I apologize, bro. All right, see you then. All right, later. For anybody who doesn't know, he's got a Marsman card. Marsman card, he goes right to the front of the line. Um, let's go to Tyler real quick. Tyler, you got like 10, 15 seconds. Go. You're live. Okay. I just know that in my person, we can't hear you, Tyler. You're calling from a, a fax machine or something. This is Steven. I heard Steven. I heard. Are you joshing me about Stevens? That's what I heard. There's a whole lot. I can't hear you. He's gonna outplay. Him. He's gonna outplay him in a year. He's okay. Ty- Ty- Tyler, I gotta let you go because we can't hear you. We can't hear you, Tyler. Your phone's breaking up. I think you said that that Stevenson is better than Zeke, and we agree with that. Um, so. I, I think that's what he's saying. Scuba Steve, you have literally 10 seconds. I got to go. I'm sorry. Go. 10, 9. Hey, 
Uh, Smitty, I, I just wanted to say that I, I think the Zeke signing is just more of a depth signing that, than like him like uh, threatening uh, Stevenson's job just because uh, Kevin Harris and Pierre Strong didn't look that good. But uh, uh, I'll call you up at eight, man. All right, later. Uh, 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 Caesar, what's up, Caesar? You got you got ten seconds. I'm sorry. Oh, first I want to say my bad to Nick. It wasn't Nick with the burrito. It was me. Oh, poor Nick. And uh, I got a question on tight end. So I'm looking at um, my boy from New York right now, Waller. Okay. Um, or Hawkinson. Hawkinson is valued higher, but I feel like Waller is going to have the best um, best year because he's going to be the, the sole target. Like, I agree with you. remember you. him with I, Derek Carr, he was a monster. I agree with you. And and you get him at better okay. cost, better cost. So all day long, bro, all day long. Waller in the like the what, six, seventh round, round five or six in a ten man. Six would be oh uh, definitely in a ten man, six or seven. But but just kind of feel six out the seven, suggested okay. ADP. You know what I mean? Like if he's on the overall rank floating at the top, you know he's going to go soon. Uh, but I, I got to well, run. He's suggested in like five six. But thank you. Yeah, uh, well, just play it by ear. In your draft, you know what I mean? Because every ADP is going to be different in everything. So call tonight, Caesar. I'll, I'll wait for your call tonight, pal. I'll just sit there and just wait for Caesar to call back in later. Nick, um, sorry about blaming you for the burrito. Ten seconds, go. Nick? Hello? Hey, Smitty. Okay, that ten seconds. me, Nick. It must have been, been another Nick. No, uh, so yeah, you mentioned the double decker, and mm-hmm. then you got the upper decker, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the upper decker regarding, you know, a toilet tank lid, whatever. I think yeah, I got a good name for it, whether it's the upper decker, aka the royal flush, because you mentioned five really yeah. like S tier guys. That is good. The the uh, the the upper decker. So it is called. So the upper decker, the double decker is this right here. For anybody that doesn't know what the uh, double decker is. Let me let me play that here real quickly. This is the 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 double decker. The double decker, pronounced double decker in academic circles, is drafting both among Los Saint Brown, Garrett Wilson back to back in rounds one and two. The double decker. The double decker. Why is my my butt not working? The double decker is is grabbing those two guys. The the upper decker is when you get Walker. You also get Gibbs. You also get Fields. It's the five. It's the the best hand you can get. And I like it. I like it. It's be the the upper decker, cool. aka Royal Flush. I like it, bro. We're gonna we're gonna mix it in. I like it. Good right. job. Good job, Nick. And Nick, That's if good. I if Thanks, I forget please. to credit you whenever I say it, just remind the the audience that was me. Okay. Yeah, it's Nikki. It's from Nikki. Nikki. All right, Nikki. Appreciate you, man. I got to go. Later. All right, Smitty. Thanks, bro. Uh, Avi, 10 seconds. Go. Hurry. Yeah, we'll talk later. Uh, I think Zeke affects Stevenson a little bit. He'll come yeah. in on fourth and one and stuff. But Stevenson will still be all right. And uh, Jameer Gibbs to the moon. Montgomery's only going to help him blast out big runs. Yep, all that's season. right. All right, later, Avi. Yep, later. Mud Dogs, you got 10 seconds. Hey, hey, Sweeney, I got a question. Uh, I think the guy before just answered it for me. I got the 111 in a 12-man PPR. I want to know if I go Garrett or Wilson, and then do I go Pollard on the round two if he's there, or would you feel more comfortable stacking the receiver-receiver? I'd probably go the double-decker personally, um, but I don't mind either one. I don't mind either okay, one. Okay, thank you, you, get, you, you, you Yeah, get, you get, get, show. Thank you. get that Gibbs and Walker. Let, yeah, let's bring it up again tonight. All right, later, my dogs. You, you got to All right, uh, Super Chat here, $5 holler. 
Uh, flex super, uh, let's see here, 12 man PPR, one flex, St. Brown, Garrett Wilson, Gibbs, Burrow, Christian Watson, Javante is a good squad right here. Improvements, um, getting rid of Godwin and selling high. I don't know if you can trade. I, I don't like trading Javante because I want him to do well. You almost have to wait for him to blow up before you can do anything. This team has too many players I like, and the only part to improve would be the Javante side, which I, you know, Javante and Godwin for Gibbs, Javante and Godwin for Walker. Those are the those are the moves we traditionally would would recommend here in these circles here. But past that, you almost have to wait for Javante to gain value and Godwin to, I don't know, solidify some some value. Uh, but appreciate that. Appreciate all of you. I've got to run for now. Uh, go get uh, go get Jameer Gibbs. Go get uh, Bijan. Go get Joe Burrowed. I'll see you all at 8 p.m. Eastern. I'm live Monday through Friday at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. I'm also live whenever news breaks. And then soon this graveyard sh uh, shift is going to start 1 a.m. Right now we pretty much do it almost every other night right now. Um, tonight we won't be live, but but uh, tu Tuesday night we will. But soon it's going to go Thursday, basically when football starts Thursday and ends on Sunday, mon uh, Monday night. So Thursday night football to Monday night football. Those days I'm live graveyard shift, but that's coming up. This right here is every Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Live like this show whenever news breaks. See you all later. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it. Get burrowed. Monday through Friday, which means we will be live at 8 p.m. in just a little bit. See you then.